Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. Today is Friday, September the 28th. You guys, we're almost at the end of September. I'm a little depressed. I'm not going to lie. But today is Meet My Friend Friday, and I've got my friend back on the show with me today. Wendy Speak is going to be here. She's going to help me with episode number 668. We're going to be talking a little bit about a fruit of the spirit that is commonly known as self-control. So if you have been struggling with this or you don't think you do, Chances are you do, you just don't know it. So stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. So I have pre-recorded this. I am on my way to Washington, D.C. as this podcast is airing. I will be keynoting the women's luncheon there for the HSLDA Leaders Summit. And uh, we would appreciate your prayers as Jay and I kind of uh, head into a little bit of a travel season right now. And if you're anywhere in the area, I'd love to hear from you. And also next weekend, the uh, women's conference, my women's conference, Miracle Worker, the life-changing power of following Jesus is going to be held in Vancouver, Washington on October the 6th. So come on out for that. I really appreciate it. If this podcast is an encouragement to you, if you would leave a review for it over at iTunes, you can rate it, leave a review. We literally read every single one of those. And we're coming up on 700 reviews. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, it helps us kind of boost the podcast. And we're getting ready for a name change. So uh, watch for that because we're going to change the podcast. Uh, I've been doing this podcast now for about six and a half years. Started with uh, The Busy Mom. And I feel like I've sort of grown out of that and beyond it a little bit. So we're going to change that. Uh, so, t- so keep an eye out, you guys. I think you're going to like the new change. And uh, I think it's going to be encouraging for you as you share this with other women in your life. So without further ado, speaking of other women, my friend Wendy Speak is on the show with me today. Wendy has a passion to work with women and encourage them in their role as a wife and as a mother. Uh, She's an incredibly gifted speaker, and she's the author of a book that I love called Triggers. A lot of you guys have read it because Wendy's been on here before talking about it. Triggers is a book about exchanging our angry reactions for gentle biblical responses. And uh, who doesn't need that? Wendy. Girl, welcome back to the podcast. Oh, I'm so glad I can be with you today, Heidi. Hey, I am so excited to talk to you today. You are uh, the author of a book, Triggers, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, and it was one of the most downloaded podcasts that we have ever recorded here. And that's saying a lot because I've been doing this for six and a half years. And uh, you have just a real heart and passion to see parents really grabbing hold of what the Bible says about controlling our emotions and how the Bible changes us. And this issue of self-control keeps coming up over and over again. I talked about it a little bit last week, self-control in uh, all these different areas of our lives. But something that you said when we were off uh, offline a little while ago really struck me. We talk about the fruit of the Spirit, you know, uh, patience and peace and goodness and gentleness and self-control is at the end. And you yeah. said what I have often said, which is all the other fruits of the Spirit flow out of that. So you, yeah, you if, you'd if like to have a conversation get, about it. Yeah, if we could just get a grab, you know, a gr- handle on on our self control issue, our lack of self control, wouldn't all the other fruits flow yeah. much easier? Yeah. But God, in His wisdom, saw fit to put it at the end of the list. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. But I say. Self-control is out of all of that fruit. It's like a muscular fruit. Like it takes effort. And if we can 
if we can do the muscular work of not saying unloving things, mm. well, then love would flow. If we can do the muscular work of not being so cotton picking, selfish and self-seeking, well, then it's much easier to be patient, right? If we can do the muscular fruit of holding our, our unkind, our, our unkind words captive and making them obey Christ, bow down, submit to Christ in our thinking, well, then our words will be more kind. We will be more gentle. But it really, I really think that we got to start at the end mm. with self-control. Mm-hmm. It's really true. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're talking to uh, parents who are listening to this right now, and it's easy for us to think of self-control in, you know, in sort of obvious areas, but I think maybe harder to think about them in terms of the thoughts that go through our head, the negative thoughts, like the patterns of thinking that we, because that, really that comes down to self-control also, right? For sure. Absolutely. You know, I was thinking as we're getting ready for the battle, battlefield, um, I know that you talk a lot about, well, how do you armor yep, up, yep. right? And I love the imagery of the helmet of our salvation. It was years ago, I was doing a study with um, Beth Moore, and she was talking about that helmet of salvation being full to the brim with the sanctifying, cleansing blood of Christ. And when you pick it up and you put it on your head, that blood just goes down from your head all the way down to the toes. But it starts at the head. You need to cover your head because that's where your thinking mm. is. And if your thinking is out of control, this is what I've been thinking. It's not what Beth went on to say, but I'm just saying, if our thinking gets covered with the blood of Christ, then our behavior does. Because our behavior comes out of our thinking. Our words come out of our thinking. But it starts up there in the head. And isn't the head where the battle really wages some yeah, days? Yeah, totally right. I know in, our, in my marriage it does. Sometimes, you know, my husband, I'll be with the kids all day. We got homeschool. I got one kid melting down. I got another. He was just oppositional. And my husband will come home later than I thought he was going to with a haircut. And I'll be like, oh, so that just fits in your day, right? <laughs> That j- you can just do that apparently, but me, man, all the stars have to align for me to get a haircut every nine to 12 months, right? And, but if I, if I noodle on that, you know, if I just sit there and then he goes and he sits down and he opens up YouTube because a friend sent him a funny text. And then I'm sitting there trying to wrap up at five o'clock at night, the homeschool work that should have been done by two in the afternoon right. and get, dinner ready, but you know, I didn't take it out of the freezer to get it defrosted in time. And this one's sticky mess from, you know, whatever, why ever a kid gets sticky for all the reasons. And I need to bathe them. And I've been saying, we're going to read the last chapter of this book that we started 18 months ago, reading aloud. And I've got all these things and my mind is out of control. Then my response to my sweet husband who just stopped and got a haircut, my response to him is going to be out of control. My behavior at the dinner table, when my kids dare act like children, my response is going to be out of control because I'm out of control on the inside. Um, so I really think so much of it is, okay, how do I submit those thoughts to the, to the Lord and make sure that they are submitted to him? They are bowed down there in agreement with what his word says and what he says about me and my husband. 
before the words start tumbling over Mm. my lips. I think self-control has got to start Mm. in our thinking. Yeah. And it really does matter. If we're not, if we're not submitting every aspect of our lives to the Holy Spirit, we're going to struggle. And the first part of that is just recognize, right? Isn't it, Wendy, isn't the first part just going, I got a problem. How do you, how do you, how do you recognize that you have a problem? problem. What, what, what kind of steps do you got to step? How far back do you have to step? Maybe that's a good question. Right. Right. Well, and I think that many of us, um, I mean, I am speaking, of course, from personal experience here. I hit a day when I said, God, (laughs) I'm sick of the Mm -hmm. conviction. Like I'm, I'm really, really, I'm done. I'm done. Thank you very much for the convicting work of your Holy Spirit, but I need you now to transform me because the conviction isn't doing it. And I think that goes back to the muscular work of self-control that oftentimes we quote this very true Bible passage saying, abide in me and I will abide in you and you will bear fruit. And we say, okay, God, where's the fruit? I'm waking up now. Uh, Heidi told me I got to get up (laughs) earlier and I got to get in the word each day before the battle starts. So I'm doing it. Where is the fruit, God? And I think that's because we stop reading too early in some of these Bible passages, like the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But then it goes on to say, if you live by the spirit, keep in step with the spirit and you know that when you're walking with someone who walks fast, like you got to kind of hustle yep. to keep in step with them, right? It is an outside of the spirit realm, keeping, you know, doing long strides and going faster. And I think that God's saying, hey, I am growing fruit mm-hmm. on your inside. That is my job. You get up, you open the word, you spend time with my spirit. I will spend time with you and I will do a work on your inside but you've got to do a muscular work on the outside. You've got to do it in your thinking. You've mm-hmm. got to hold those thoughts captive. You've got to do it on the outside when you're tempted to say something unkind during your homeschool day, like what's <laughs> wrong with you? You need to stop those words and say, well, you know, I kind of know what's wrong with my kid. So there are some things that we have to, in obedience to Christ and out of kindness for our loved ones, Mm -hmm. we need to stop doing. We need to have self-control and do the muscular work of stopping those things so that as God's growing the fruit on the inside, there is room on the laurels of our life for this new fruit to grow because we're taking off the old fruit and we're behaving. You know, you've you've heard the term, fake it till you make it. I say obey, obey until the Lord brings that fruit in your life. Obey what you know is true. And I look at women all the time when I'm speaking and I say, you know what you're doing wrong. You need to stop. You need to stop. If you're being unkind with your words, if you're grabbing them harshly with your hands, if you're shaming them and blaming them for their immaturity, you've got to stop. It's so it's so important, and I think it's easy for us to forget what uh, the Apostle Paul promised in Second Corinthians five, where he said, "Anyone who belongs to Christ is a new person, and the old life is gone, and a new life is begun." But man, we like to wallow in that old life. We like to wallow in it, but we're supposed to be new creatures with new affections. Yeah. And if you are a new creature with a new affection, right. the net result of that is obedience. 
Yeah. It's you obedience. <laughs> it's hearing that that yeah, little that, yeah. st- that small voice from the Holy Spirit and instead of ignoring it, which is really what we're doing, right? So instead of ignoring it, we go, yeah. oh, Lord, thank you. You know, and we go back and we do the difficult work sometimes of apologizing and setting things. We're not making excuses for the behavior, but saying, you know what? I realize I just blew it and please forgive me. And I'm trying to do better. That's even the fruit of self-control is saying, I'm going to control myself right now. I'm going to stop the behavior that I'm doing. I'm going to stop the unkind words that I'm speaking. I'm going to take a moment and then I'm going to go and apologize. That takes self-control. You see, all of the good things in your life Mm. take a measure of self-control. So it really is the best place to start. So Wendy, we've been talking a lot about just self-control and the importance of having it, but but I'm thinking about the the parents who are listening to this right now and they're seeing themselves reflected in so much of what you've been saying. We know that we fall short when we, you know, in the ways that we communicate as husbands and wives and often mm-hmm. as parents. I loved what you said about the dinner table and the things that sort of trigger us at the dinner table like we've been working all afternoon and people can't bother to come to the table or they they don't put their phones down even though we've asked them to and we can feel it sort of well up inside of us and it seems to me like once we, at least this is my life, once I let that uh, lack of self-control sort of bubble to the top, because really I don't just lose my cool. Something has right. pushed me over the top. Like I've been thinking about this or stewing on it or whatever. Talk to the person, to the mom or the dad who's been, that's them. And they can feel themselves kind of reaching that boiling point, but they don't want to lose uh, control. And they know that self-control is a fruit of the spirit. And we've been talking about that muscle work that hard work. In that moment, what does that muscle work look like? Right. Um, I mean, I'm not so sure what it will be at the table, but in general, one of the things that I encourage my own heart to do, but also other moms, is if you can't say something kind, it is better to say nothing at all. And you've heard it said before, but um, I think sometimes what we need to remember is, We don't need to parent in the problem. If our kids are having a problem with the phones, let's use that example, right? Or, or if your kids are younger, like you've told them, Hey, no, no toys at the table, but they keep bringing the toys and then they complain about the broccoli and then they keep standing up, right? Do you have any of those? They just keep standing up. (laughs) So, and I'm, I can feel it welling up. Like I know that there, there's going to be a straw (laughs) at this meal that is going to break the mama's back. And all the ugly things are going to come out of my mouth. There will be no self-control. And so if that is coming, I need to remind myself, I I love alliteration. So this is one, don't parent in the problem, save the lesson for later. Oh, I love that. Say that again. Don't parent in the problem, save the lesson for later. And I'll even take it another alliteration and say, you're still mothering every moment. You're making the self-controlled choice to not make this dinner your lecture. You're saying to yourself, I need to remember, we need to figure out a better way to do this, but I'm going to get through this one. And maybe it's even after dinner and -and so-and-so is clearing the dishes with you and then you've got everything. Hey, let's tonight, let's get ready for bed earlier, guys. 
And we'll meet over on the, you will meet in the living room to do one of our devotions. We haven't done that for a while or just to kind of check in with each other and share our highs and lows or whatever. So everyone's had a chance to go and kind of wash the day off them and put on their PJs and you meet up again and you say, I didn't, I didn't say this at the table because I was feeling angry and I didn't think I would be able to remain self-controlled. And I tell you guys, you need to be able to be self-controlled and I had to practice it too. But these behaviors at the table, they feel very disrespectful to me. And I don't want you to grow up thinking you can do it when you're out with your friends either. This is where we get to learn those things. You know, so now that you're self-controlled, you can have the lecture. <laughs> yes. But you didn't yes. you you saved it for later when you were calm. And I know lots of us talk about mama needs a timeout, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a matter of okay, well, if I can't take a practical, like a real time out because I'm in the middle of feeding everybody, I can't take a time out right now because we're in the middle of math. Mm-hmm. I can't take a time out right now because we're getting in the car to go to church. We'll then save the lesson for later mm-hmm. until you can be self-controlled. And this is same is true with our marriages. When you feel at the end of the day like you just can't cope anymore and you're crawling into bed and he's tired or feeling romantic or both, mm-hmm. and you're like, yes, but I got to tell you all the things, <laughs> they're not going to come out with control. But if you can hold them in control, then for a proper time, then they can come, they can come out with the fruit of God's spirit. You can say these things lovingly. You can say them kindly. You can be gentle. You can. As long as you can be self-controlled. And then you've had a chance to build up. And prepare. Yeah. And prepare. You know, the follow-up book to Triggers is called Parenting Scripts. And the main quote from Triggers is, um, figure out what you mean to say before you say something mean. And that's what Mm. you're doing when you're not parenting in the problem, when you're going, blah! You know, you're sinning. So you sin back at them. You're acting mature. So you dive in and act mature. Instead, you're saying, huh, that's wrong behavior. And I'm feeling out of control right now. So I need to figure out what I'm going to say before I say something mean. And then the follow-up book is Parenting Scripts. And we actually go over 31 scripts, different things to say. And one of the scripts um, is actually called a silent script. And it's this idea of, not parenting in the problem if you are out of control. And I, I've said it, I'll say it again. Most of the time that our behavior is out of control, it's because we feel that we don't have any control. And so we get louder and we get stronger, but there's no power in that. Loud doesn't give you power. Staying in control and functioning from a place of your God-given authority, there's power in that. That's where Absolutely. you can actually parent and see not just a change in your own heart, but a change in your kids' hearts because you're getting to the heart. But as soon as you start yelling, their hearts are completely closed to you. They're like, what is going on? My mom's out of control, right? The husband is yeah. saying, I don't know what, I don't, I do not even know what you need from me right now because you're out of control, right? That's what they're in internal dialogue is. If they're, if not their external dialogue, they're thinking those things. So we need to learn to get in control and save the lesson for later. Wait until you mm-hmm. can talk to talk. If, if all you're doing is yelling, then you need to wait until you can talk. Yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes we feel 
justified, right? And maybe we oh, are. Yeah. We feel justified in our in our anger. We feel justified in our yelling, like, you know, now see what you did, you know, kind of a thing. But I'm always telling parents, your kids are going to move out of your house someday. This has happened to me now several times. Mm-hmm. And they're going to take their memories of you with them. Mm-hmm. And whatever it was that 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 set the stage for that thing that you said mm-hmm. will not matter. But what will matter is what your kids remember about you and what example you set for them in parenting. And really, we can't pass on what we don't possess. And really, that's kind of what you're saying when you say don't parent in the problem. It's a reminder to parents, we can't give our kids what we don't have. So if we don't have self-control, we can't expect them to have it. No, I know. I love that. We're passing it on. Speaking of passing, I feel like we need to pass the Kleenex. I mean, who else is feeling convicted, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yep. You know, the whole triggers message came out of a Facebook group. It was a Facebook group for moms who struggle with anger. And you can find it at Gentle Parenting with Amber and Wendy. It's a Facebook group. But one day we said, okay, what are your triggers? What are the things that they do or things just about your life? I mean, everything from getting in the car and getting buckled in to sibling rivalry and rolling of the eyes to your husband's traveling and you're on your own and you're struggling with postpartum depression. So it's all these things. So these women, just hundreds of women were leaving these comments about their triggers. And the next day we started to deal with them one at a time. And the focus really was first on self-control. How can we control that angry reaction so that we can consider the gentle and the biblical response? But once again, that's controlling so that the other fruit of God's spirit can come through in our lives. And it was it was in that same group, Heidi, that because this is a really practical thing that we can do because we think about the spiritual things we need to do, but there are some physical things that we can do that are going to help us practice self-control. But it takes self-control to do them, like drinking water rather than drinking highly sugared, creamered coffee, you know? making sure our body's getting sleep at night and not binge watching the Gilmore girls. If we can do some of these things, um, then we can have better self-control because our bodies aren't all jacked up from lack of sleep and too much sugar. So in that same Facebook group one day, I said, okay, you guys, I know you're really good at limiting your kids' sugar, right? Because you see them come home from a birthday party and they've got they've got a lollipop stuck to their shirt and they've got crusty, you know, <laughs> icing from the cake with all the colors in it stuck in their hair. And um, so you see them, they have their sugar crash, right? They come home hyper, then they crash, they're crying at the table, they're crying at bedtime and you can recognize it. And yet so often moms and dads, man, in the stress, there are things that we turn to, to get us through. Like, for example, I'm just going to say that half eaten bag of chocolate chips in the back of your pantry. Maybe, maybe, could be there. (laughs) Around three o'clock in the afternoon, (laughs) as though maybe that's what you need to be turning to in your stress to help you cope. But you know, as well as I, that that actually doesn't help us cope. We get the energy to get us through making dinner, but then when they crash, we crash because we don't have yeah. what our bodies need. So in that Facebook group where we did triggers for the first time, I said, hey, what do you think if we do a 40-day sugar fast? I mean, it is going to be a physical detox. So we get this crud out of our systems, but we're also going to learn on feasting on God as we fast from sugar and 
learning to feast on his word, learning to run to him rather than running to the pantry, running to him rather than running to our phones, running to him rather than running to anything else. And so it's not even about self-control, laying down our sugar. It ends up being about God control. And that's what we need. That is got to be at the root of our self-control is not us, even though I said it's a muscular fruit. It's not us muscling through our days. It is God's muscle in our day as we turn to him rather than all the fluff to get us through, rather than all of the emotions that we indulge in. It's saying, God, I need you to give me self-control, which means I need you controlling my days. And so Mm. we're actually coming up on the fifth annual now, 40-day sugar fast. It's going to start January 8th. And I know that's a couple months away, but if you'd put in the show notes here um, an opportunity for them to link over and join us, it is a powerful time because this is what I tell the moms regularly. I say, sugar doesn't make a mom sweet. Sugar Mm. oftentimes just makes us out of control. So it's an opportunity for us to practice self-control and invite God to take total control of our lives from a physiological standpoint, but also from abiding in God's word, letting his word abide in us, and then we will bear fruit. I love it. For those of you who want information on the 40-Day Sugar Fast, I will link to it in the show notes today and also all things Wendy speak, including parenting scripts and triggers, which is probably one of my favorite parenting books ever. Wendy, thank you so much for coming on the broadcast today. I know that there are going to be so many many parents who are going to be really encouraged just by hearing your honesty. And I think this is something we can all relate to. So thank you so much for putting it out there. Oh, we appreciate you, Heidi. Thank you. It's been a joy. Thank you. Hey, for those of you who want more information, you can link back to the show notes today. I will be talking about everything that we've talked about today and then some over at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. As always, if you'd like to reach out to me, if you've got a show idea or a question you'd like addressed at Mailbox Monday, shoot me an email, podcast at thebusymom.com. In the meantime, I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend and I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.